Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 425. We don't have a lot of news this week. We have some sad news. We have yeah. some excellent news. <laughs> air guitar. Uh-oh. I like how you had to announce that that was air guitar. Well, I don't, I don't know if... I mean, the words may have came out of my mouth, but they didn't see me actually doing the move. Everyone is grateful for that. <laughs> Did you know air guitar cures smog? What? It's at the end of the second Bill and Ted movie when they, they're going through all the newspaper clips. So oh. Yeah. Air guitar clears smog. Forgot about that. <laughs> There's a lot of callbacks to those other movies. I think people should really watch the first two Bill and Ted's before watching number just, three. Just please remember, these movies were, they did not age well. They I'm just going to throw that too. out there. They are excellent. And... They did not age well at all. If you were enjoyed them when you were younger, you'll probably still enjoy them now, I guess I'll say. We'll ignore everything Linda's saying here, <laughs> plus what she says later on when I talk about it more. But until then, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast episode 425, Wakanda Forever. Oh. Yeah, I, I got... Uh, so I was actually Friday evening watching Bill and Ted 3 when and I was having a blast uh watch that movie we'll talk about that in a little bit but I got a text from my brother just said like Black Panther uh is dead and I go what and and then I was like okay I what's going on like is this like comic book because you said Black Panther right not Chadwick right and and I'm like thinking this Dude looked pretty damn good in his movies. I didn't know that he was dealing with cancer. I don't think, like, I had a discussion with someone the other day, and we were like, did people know? Like, somebody had to have known. I mean, you can't make these giant movies without oh, yeah, disclosing they, people, that, yeah. right? I mean, you have to take physicals and stuff to get insurance and all that stuff when you make these giant movies. So somebody had to, So the fact that it was so, like... Under wraps, I guess. I mean, it is a deeply personal thing, and I wouldn't expect people to share stuff like that. But the fact that other people knew, and it was still kind of like a, not a a big open thing that they were talking about, was very impressive for Hollywood. Well, I, I would say yes and no. I mean, we'll go. I'll go to wrestling as one. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I can't remember what kind of cancer he has, but he's dealt with it. And being a wrestler, like, you have to be in top physical shape. Obviously, people back in had to have known, but the world didn't know until he kind of did an announcement of... Actually, no, because people knew. He, he announced that it was coming back, so maybe it's a little bit different. But, yeah, there's people that probably know. It probably might have been mentioned once, but, you know, you think if, if this individual isn't talking about it as much... It's not a big deal. Maybe it's gone away. So who, who really needs to uh, Are you worry about, about it? Chadwick? He had colon cancer. That doesn't just go away. Well, I'm just saying, like in general, <laughs> like things. Yes, and cancer doesn't always just go away. But right. I'm saying, the whole point of like not the whole world knowing, it could have been announced at one point, but then, oh, there's all these other things going on, and people wouldn't have known. Like I said, I didn't know, and yeah. I like scouring the internets for to see if we just we maybe we just missed it or yeah. something yeah which does make me now think of 
should we start looking at other people and other actors? I mean, it's it sucks, and he obviously was an amazing actor, and he made one of the most important movies in the Marvel Universe. It yeah, so good. Uh, but on the other hand, it, like somebody's personal health is just that it's very personal so if they decide they don't want to share it with the world I, I completely understand like you don't want that to be the focus right especially if you're making a movie like Black Panther right you're making again one of the most important movies in the Marvel Universe right something that gives more kids something someone to look up to you don't want the focus to be like and also he has cancer yeah right so I get it I get the choice I guess. Uh, one of the big things, like what, like I said, not truly believing that. Like, here's the thing: like, there's certain actors that I totally adore that would be uh, heartbreaking if they pass away for anyone, really. But him individually is what you were saying too, with how he made that role, and you can't really his charisma, his just smile. Yeah. There's just so so much about this actor and the many other things he's done outside of Marvel as well. Um, it's just it's a it's a loss for yeah. the world. And one of the things which I find it weird. I mean, most liked on Twitter, but you know, obviously people sharing it. But it, it, his announcement of his death has now become the most li like broke Twitter's like most liked ever thing. Which sounds weird when you say most liked, but right. obviously it's people pouring their heart outs. And this is the thing where it really hit home because I just saw a couple different places just saying announcing his death. But obviously someone from his family had announced it. Um, it is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Bossman. Um, Chad, and it kind of goes into what he was dealing with and everything. It was just simple as that with a picture of him. Seeing the outpouring of people right now doing, yeah. you know, their renditions of Black Panther and everything, and even seeing things on Reddit from like, which there doesn't need to be a hate between DC and Marvel, but you know, they're DC fans, you know, all in a, you know, feeling the loss as well. And it really, I, I had some conversations with some friends this past weekend of what, what do we do? Not us particular, but like Marvel, like. Mm. The movies are ingrained within pop culture. Right. And even if you watch them or not, you at least know about them. They're already starting pre-production on number two. You have to either recast, but I feel like it's... I feel one of both ways. It would be a disservice to recast, but at the same point, who that character is resonates more... So you should still have Black Panther. Well, in a character like Black Panther, you could recast very easily because it is going into the comic book lore, uh, something that is passed down. Oh yeah, I'm sure so, you could. Yeah, I mean, you could that you could very. I mean, then that hasn't been done in the comic books. Suri hasn't become the Black Panther in the comic books, but it, it you could very or or um the the his right hand warrior woman. Who the chick from The Walking Dead? Mm -hmm. She could, you know, uh, you could go a number of places that would still honor the history of the movie without completely recasting that role. You know, a new, you know, somebody else playing T'Challa. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard because he did such a good job in that movie, and he he was very uh, likable and. 
regal at the same time. You know what I mean? He wasn't like he was he was royalty, but he wasn't snooty, which is an amazing thing to pull off, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what What's, they could do. Well, the thing is this, though, when you have all these interconnecting pieces of movies, right? That's where I see the trouble. Like yeah. having him pass on the torch would be an awesome thing to see, even in the movies, because you would think this shouldn't happen to like the fourth movie or something. Would be a great thing for them to do, but how does that set up then the next Avengers right. movie or everything else down the line? Right. And you have a script. You can't just write a, a character out of a script. Right. Like, especially if they have a big fight scene in the end. So you need to have T'Challa be there. Right. So it's, like I said, I can only imagine. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, thinking of his family and, and everything. But that's also something that yeah. Marvel's. And I guess we got time since we do. production's yeah. not really restarting on everything right away. Right. Um, I do just want to point out, besides Black Panther, that um, Chadwick was in a, a ton of amazing movies, playing very historical and important uh, men from American history. He was Thurgood Marshall, the first African-American Supreme Court justice. He played James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson. Like, he, he's done a lot. He's, he's, uh, he's been in it, and... and uh, a role model for his community, so it is very sad. It's. I mean, I'm just imagining his his talking cadence, like just being so calm but energetic yeah. in, in the Black Panther movie and the Avengers. Like for me personally, uh, having loved the Avengers and when Hickman was doing it, Black Panther was a big part of that with the Illuminati and everything and just mm -hmm. how genius he is that I was always a huge fan of the comic book character before there was even a movie. And again, Marvel, a lot of people were like, this is a, a chance that we're taking or one of those, like not a lot of people know who this character is. And I just want to be like, why the fuck you guys keep saying that? Guardians of the Galaxy. I know who they are. Right. And all these other, but I have to and remember that everyone knows. That's the thing I don't understand about the movie execs for Marvel is they keep saying people don't know who they are. How many movies do you watch a year that are based on characters that are completely made up characters that you have no idea who they are and you go and you watch it and <laughs> yeah. you love it? So like, just because they're not. Iron Man or Captain America. They or even fucking... said Iron Man was one that wasn't yeah. well known when so, they came out. It, it's lucky that they hire good writers and directors because the executives at Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> don't understand. I, I mean, I will anything. say I will give the one movie that hasn't come out yet that true probably not a lot of people know is Eternals. Yes, because that's a yeah. Not a lot right. of people even that read comic books. Right. Know but who again, the fuck the Eternals are. But yeah, you're going to find out. You're going to be reading things. Right, and... exactly. Which, they just changed their movie title. Did you know that? No. They were the... The movie was The Eternals. Now it's just Eternals. Eternals. Okay. I don't know if there's a, a big deal with <laughs> I don't the, know either, but I just saw the, that the other day that somebody was like... Oh, I think it was James Gunn was like, good job, guys. I didn't like that title. And I was like, they took the the off, James Gunn. Don't get that excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a kind of segueing 
uh, away from the bad news. There is an Eternals book that's coming out this fall. Um, Kieran Gillen and uh, Isad Ribic uh, will be part of it. From what I heard is they're going to be... Obviously, this would be something tie-in for the movies. I don't even know where it's rescheduled, but... You know, there's always this synergy, so obviously they're going to have a comic book for people to pick up to understand who these characters are, and with that comes a little bit of retconning to fit into the MCU's Mm. thing to then have it come on in, and from what I heard is they're kind of doing their own thing. They're not going to shit all over, like, what happened before and everything in continuity, but really, they're going to try to make this a little bit more simpler for people to understand i i get what they were beforehand but i can see where it's a little bit convoluted Just of how long they've been here on earth go and pick up neil gaiman's neil game by neil yeah. gaiman yes again one of the best comic books i've ever read really um, but also just very good and if you don't know who the eternals are it does a very good job of laying that out for you yep uh, Plus, it's beautiful. Before getting into reviews, I, I want to quick say, Bill and Ted Face the Music <laughs> is fucking amazing. I haven't watched it yet. We bought the package, right? Because they're selling it for like five bucks more. You get all three of them. Is that what it is? No. Well, no. Uh, for at least what where I got it on uh, Amazon Prime, it was like 20 bucks to rent or 25 to own the new movie. Ah, so I don't know about any packages, which yeah. that would have been great. We bought a bundle pack. Well, that it was awesome. It was a little, just a couple bucks more to buy all three. And so Josh and I watched the first two last night. And you laughed your ass off. I did off. not. They're so stupid. <laughs> they're, but you're laughing. They're so stupid. No, exactly. They're so stupid. Um, and they did not age well. Might I throw out there because they dropped a couple things where I was like, oh, like they called each other fags at one point in time. And I was like, oh, guys, Mm -mm. (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) oh, no, oh, but yeah, like I I watched them both uh, this last year um, just because I was bored and I've always, yes, the stupidity is part of the charm of it, like. I've seen reviews for this, and it's still getting, like, rave reviews from people that enjoy it, and that's who it's made for. And people are like, this is, I don't get it, and this is so dumb. But then other people are like, I get it, this is so dumb. Right. Because the cheese and everything, it was made for people that wanted the nostalgia of, and I think it worked out perfectly. Like I said, I haven't watched the third one yet. Usually things that are made... So you might not like it just because of the dumb humor that yeah. I I was actually laughing, crying, laughing. I like dumb humor. I hang out with you every week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's not my problem. They were just really bad movies, the first two. Like, they really, really were. And the second one, like, Josh remembers the second one fondly, and that was, like, his favorite one out of the two. And I hear that a lot. And death is the by far the only good part of that movie, in my personal opinion. Like, his character was great and acted like he was in a completely different movie than everybody else. Just wait until you see the third one. Cause... But I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance. But I was just like, oh, God. 
God. But, you know, I've never, like, I think I've watched the second movie, like, once prior to watching it again yesterday. So I'm not the audience for those movies, clearly. (laughs) I like that, though, it's gaining, like, people are paying for it. Yes. Showing that this model will work. Because one of the big things that uh, people have been afraid of, like, well, obviously going to the movie theaters, but also movie execs thinking... We can't release this, uh, right. which it would seriously ruin the movie industry. I don't think 100% it would, because let's say it's normal times. It would times. ruin the movie theater industry. Well, I I don't think it would, it would destroy it almost, but there would still be things that people would want to see on a big screen. I would still want to go see the Avengers movies or, you know, Justice League or anything else, Tenant still, on those big screens, but... Allowing that option right. is something that, yes, you'd take less, in, but you'd still have people that want to go. Yeah. But right now, there's a lot of people that don't want to go. And, and just in general, I actually know a lot of people who hate going to movie theaters, even when things are good. Like, I have friends who are like, I hate that the fact that there's other people around me, people won't fucking shut up during movies. All you can hear is people fucking smacking on their goddamn <laughs> popcorn. And the last couple times I went to the movies... All of that has been true, and I've left being super irritated by people that I'm sitting next to. So, I get it. I- well, one of the things, too, <laughs> like, do you remember when that movie, The Interview, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. James Franco, there, there was a huge to-do about that, and I don't remember exactly why they decided, oh. Because it was because about they, North Korea. Yes, and yeah. so they just and decided. And we had just gotten hacked by them, too, was the And we also, thing. they didn't want shootings or anything happen right. at theaters, so they're just like, let's release it video on demand and that made a quite a bit of money because people wanted to see it and well, they paid for it people wanted to see it because then it, it was it was it was a good stupid movie well it, no it, it's one of those things where like because there was so much controversy around controversy it. around it and made you want to watch it more yeah whereas if it had just come out in the theaters to like no fanfare True. it would have yeah, it totally I mean, would have sucked. They would have still got the few people like me that would have wanted to see it, yeah. but yeah, a lot more wouldn't have. Right. But what I'm saying is, we already see how, I mean, just having on-demand works for people. Right. And I honestly, like, when I'm, like, feeling bad for they won't make as much money in a movie theater, I have to remind myself, why the fuck do I care if they make money or not? No. Make a product, you make some profit, you making not billions Ooh, yeah. I'm so sorry, Disney. Right. And, or and, Warner Brothers. And it and changes in industry suck, right? People lose their jobs. I mean, it happens all the time when things kind of age out of current technology, right? And it sucks. But it happens in all industries. And, you know, moving from a giant sort of industry that the movie, that Hollywood has become, into, like, maybe a, a more sensible sort of not blown out costs kind of scenario might be good. It might bring the creativity back, right? Instead of just throwing money at a movie to make it good, right? You can actually spend time, I don't know, creating a plot, (laughs) (laughs) hiring some good actors, you know, that, that sort of stuff that used to make movies really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yes. Uh, let's get into some reviews. Okay. I guess we have one review today because we both read the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll just quick say... What the? 
It's a long book. Though. It is. And and I'll quick say I also read X Factor 2 and I reviewed X Factor 1 so I'm not going to review X Factor 2, but I will say that this book takes them into the Mojoverse. So if you are a fan of Mojo and the Mojoverse. I haven't seen did Mojo show up or were they yeah? just in oh, the yeah, okay? Yeah. Cuz He's one of my most favorite characters yeah, that's so gross, like, depending on who's drawing him. Like... Yeah. Oh, he's still gross. That's for sure. Um, so it's it's just this, it's this, you know, they're, so basically they're going into the multiverse because this is not Mojo in their universe. This is Mojo in the Mojoverse, which is a completely separate sort of thing. Yeah. So, but that's all I'm saying. If you like Mojo and you like the X-Men, then I would definitely pick up X-Factor. It's fun. Mojo's always good for a, a good time. Yeah, yeah. I rate much, him high. I mean, I feel like <laughs> whenever there has been a story arc with him in the past, like those are always well. Loved. They're fun. They're fun. It's a good way to make things like really silly, and like out there without ruining the continuity. Yeah, because then it just else. resets when they come back. Yeah, home. yeah. So it's good. Um, but the other book that both Tony and I read, and one I've actually been waiting for for quite a while, is The Three Jokers, which is, came out from Black Label, DC. Jeff Johns writing this one, so you know it's going to be good. Uh, what'd you think? So, as as I was kind of saying, it was long. Yeah. And and also, I, I wanted, how many are in this series? Um, I would say most Black Label books are three, three to four. That's what I yeah. thought uh, I heard about this one. It, uh, like I'll say, just starting off, I loved, I love whenever there's like no dialogue sometimes. Like I'm a very person that when reading, I do like the heavy rich uh, getting to know what's going on. So whether it's the person's like thought bubbles or them just flat out talking however there are certain times where just silence is great and just looking at the art is even better and when this starts off with it kind of i mean showing the the wayne uh monument or whatever in the cemetery and everything and i'm like i know this isn't going to be a silent issue but these whole first couple pages with only a little bit of dialogue or a little bit of what's going on right and seeing Batman scars and how he got them. Yeah. You could have stopped right there and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It, it was really good. And the thing I liked about this book, um, specifically the start of it, is this book is very steeped in Batman lore. So they're not creating necessarily their own story. Like, for example, without really giving too much away, as they're showing Batman's scars on his body. They have the his spine, right? His spine scar where Bane broke his back. And the picture that they show is the very iconic image of Bane in his stupid-ass costume breaking Batman's back over his knee. And, like, you know, they go on to Barbara Gordon and they kind of do a very shortened version of it with her and her scars, and they show the very iconic image of Joker mm -hmm. shooting her. And stuff like that. So, and then they go on to uh, Jason Todd and the very iconic image of. Well, yes, and those were all very brief, but I love with Batman, they showed a lot more of right. not even what just immediately happened and what Alfred's sewing them up for, but they're, they're showing some other scars that he got from 
his main rogues that he's ha- had yeah. uh, Riddler um, and Bane, obviously, and yeah. Penguin and and everything. And it's just like it's those things that you sometimes forget that he's not bulletproof like Superman and. Now, granted, not every single story will have this many scars, and obviously this is a black label, so it'll kind of show a little bit more. It It's beautiful in how disgusting, kind of, it is. Of, mm-hmm. He is a person that could pretty much die from any of this shit. Right. And then also, yeah. So everything within this was great at the beginning. Then I got a little bit confused, I'm not going to lie, because I was trying to be like, okay, beautiful images, but what does this have to do with three jokers? Like, where, what, what is the point of this book? Mm-hmm. But then we kind of started, well, it, and actually what, what took me out of it was that beautiful imagery to, let's go back to the beginning with uh, his parents dying. Right. We've seen this enough. I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah. I, it sets up the, the, the plot point of, of one of them, right? Because um, in the traditional Batman story, Joe Chill ends up being the guy that kills his parents. But in this, they're talking about how he really was working for one of the crime families and stuff like that. The and, Moxon yeah, crime family. And, and how Joe just kind of took the fall for them. And, and, and in this, one of the first reported things that happens in present time is that the Moxon family is killed. So that kind of sets up, you know, that storyline. And that's what I like about this, is it is very, like, it's historically based. It's pulling from stuff that we all know about Batman. And I guess they're taking the chance that maybe not everybody knows the origin of Batman. I don't know why. Um, But to me, the most impactful thing um, that they start with this is the Jason Todd showing like the five or six panels of Joker just beating him with the crowbar. Mm, yeah. Like you forget that that happened to Jason Todd. Like you you know that he was killed, right? They had that whole story in the 90s where fucking the audience got to choose the fate and the audience is very cruel. <laughs> <laughs> but it the way Joker killed him is horrendous and you forget that that's how it happened. What's well, and a big thing for me I didn't read Batman back in the day, so I knew who Dick Grayson was. Right. And then in newer times, I know who Damien is. But I never read when Jason Todd was... So, like, for me growing up, I didn't know that was a thing. And then getting into comic books and doing this podcast, I was like, oh, this Red Hood guy, oh, he was a rob... Like, I then had to acclimate to that lore... And I have to say, I personally kind of like Jason Todd a lot. Yeah. Because he's broken. He's, well, broken, but which broken characters are amazing, but no fucks given yeah. is, is his attitude, which we can get to later on of what happens, which I, I loved it personally. But again, this is three jokers and they kind of set up to where there is the criminal, there is the clown. Um, and the comedian. And the comedian. And yep. okay, yep, those are all, but I'm like, are they... Trying to say these three that we know are going to show up in this book because of pictures of the covers and everything, that there are three distinct Jokers. If they just have that trait or if they have them all, which I feel like they have them all. Uh, The thing I kind of got from them describing the three Jokers and going over those kind of historical images having to do with Batman, Batgirl, and Robin 
is to me it was setting up that the people who perpetrated those things were different jokers so the one that shot barbara in the spine and then supposedly did very terrible things to her afterwards was different than the joker that bashed robin's head in is different than the joker that constantly torments batman Yes, and well, and as we finally, when we get to seeing the Jokers like together, that you can be like, oh, they are three distinct individuals, right? Uh, that you can then say, yes, they are. But up until that point, though, you're not knowing that yet. Right. As a reader, you're still thinking there can only be one Joker. They've they they're kind of setting it up because the there's cr- three crimes that happened that all involve the Joker that all happened at once. Yes. And yes. I did kind of enjoy thinking that through, like, yeah, how how would you? And also because at the scenes, as what happens a lot with the Joker is the, his neurotoxin that turns people to look like him. So is this really the Joker? Is it just someone that looks like him? Right. And then we're finding out that, no, it's, it's the Joker, all right. Yeah. And now one of the things that I'll say with this book, it's... We took forever to finally get to the end of the Watchmen series because they delayed it for like an extra year. Mm-hmm. But this has been, I want to say, four years maybe three. Like in the making. This, yeah, this is ever since the um, rebirth and and I want to say it was the, the dark dark side uh, war that they end up having where Batman got the Mobius chair and was pretty much the most awesome God ever just being the detective having all the answers. And when at the end of one of the books, I forget exactly which issue when he, he asked who really killed, you know, my parents. And one of the things as readers, you're thinking, please don't say like pigeonhole it into something else than Joe chill. I love that. It was always, and it will always be in my mind, retconned, not retconned a random crime. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some big thing. It wasn't the Joker. It was just a random mugging. But he then asked the real name of the Joker and then he, like the panel is like that can't be. And then it just ended from his story there. So this has been set up for a while and they've been talking about this for a while. I don't know what the whole payoff of this book will be. Right. But it would be, it. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that's going to have ramifications going forward if they actually do reveal who it is. And they could have any, he could be Herbert for all I know. Like, I think that he's multiple people. As we're seeing, <laughs> that's also a huge, huge complication right. to, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, It makes sense, I think, in the grand scheme of things, because... Uh, the whole joke three Joker theory came about because there has always been kind of these different Joker personalities, and and and, and, and yeah, they I come and s- go, right? That's not like for a long time it's the comedian, and then for a long time it's the clown, and for a long time it's the criminal. It's like, well, the criminal will show up for a couple of years, and then when the Joker something happens to him, and then when Joker comes back, it's a different feel. But you could say that almost about any superhero, too. Like, it depends on the writer. Yeah, yeah but there's always a base of their person. Like, Batman's always dark and brooding. We don't ever get, like, funny guy True. Batman. Unless you're watching Batman 66, I guess. And then you <laughs> yeah. can't be Batman. But, um, like, the personality traits 
of the Joker are so distinctly different that they're clearly different people. And it can kind of be explained away by him being just crazy, right? A, a crazy person can be a multitude of people, mm-hmm. you know, depending on their specialty of crazy. Um, but the idea and what I think they're kind of leading to is that almost like a Dread Pirate Roberts sort of thing, right? From the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Dread Replace. Pirate Roberts is just a name that the, whoever happens to be in charge takes over. So it's almost like a Joker decides that he wants to just lay low for a while, so he makes another Joker. And all you really need is a crazy person who looks like the Joker to be the Joker. Which we already know <laughs> regular people can look like the Joker right. through the toxin right. that he has. And they do a very good job of explaining, like, the toxin erases your fingerprints, right? The acid burns away your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. When the smile, like, when it makes it... it breaks kind of your so jaw. So you can't so get dental, dental records. Yeah. So and that's stuff that I was like, that's smart that yeah. I never thought of before, and that's really cool. Yep. Now, one of the things, uh, as you were saying, with just the, the replacing and everything, uh, I find that so wild in a sense that it, it makes me now want to know how many times right. has this happened like but i still want to know who was the first who was the original is that person still alive but is he just chilling in like some mansion watching all this right. happening is the one that they've kind of made the leader right because eventually you do find out and I don't, I don't know how much we want to spoil this book. Spoil. I don't really want to spoil the ending, but whole like, yeah. All, all I, all I could say is, didn't see that coming, and I'm glad it happened because it just made sense for the character right. involved. It was kind of a gut punch, even though like you wouldn't say that normally for the characters, but yeah, yeah. Well, and so the ending, I think the thing that you're talking about, I. The thing, the thing that really drew me into this book is the, you get to see the psychological damage that the Joker has done to some of these characters, Barbara and Jason specifically. Batman has so much psychological damage that like, I don't know that you can attribute that to one person, but both Jason and Barbara have been severely damaged by what happened to them from the Joker. And Jason is having a hard time with it. That's for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and yeah. the thing I like the most, and I don't think that this gives anything away, is Jason is the Red Hood, right? That's his character. The Red Hood was originally the Joker. Yep. And so he says at one point that he took the moniker to basically show that the Joker doesn't have any power over him anymore. And I thought that was a really interesting aspect of it, but also like... Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, that's it's very clear. It becomes very clear that Joker definitely still has power over him. And so I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things in the book, is seeing how these two characters handle everything that's going on. More than even, like, the, the thing with three Jokers and stuff like that, and that lore behind that. I think the, the deep down gritty dirty feelings that we're going to get out of Barbara and Jason are going to be very interesting. Yeah. I, it already, it's like touched me in a way that I'm like... Well, that's what it's like. This is not... I feel this is less Bruce's 
right story but those twos yeah right because like i said like we know that the joker is batman's greatest foe just because he is so chaotic batman is the greatest detective but how can you figure out chaos right so that's why the joker's always kind of been batman's biggest enemy but we know that story mm-hmm. we know that story a lot and we know uh, as as evidenced in the beginning Batman's been through a lot from a various amount of people. So you get a lot of scar stories from him. But both Barbara and Jason, when their scars are shown, only the Joker. The only scars they have are from the Joker. I mean, I'm sure they have more, but the ones that are being focused Mm -hmm. on. So it really is like, okay, yeah, the Batman's been scarred by the Joker, but he's also been scarred by Bane, and he's also been scarred by the Riddler, and he's also been scarred by the Penguin. He's got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> Both Jason and Barbara, I mean, their their damage is very specific to one person. Who may be multiple people. And how is somebody who's been damaged by a person take realizing that there's more than one of them? Yeah, person? and that even if you think you capture the one, right. you there could be others. Right. Which one... Also, which one specifically did one thing that you keep, like, in the back of your mind? Like, was it this one that broke my knee that I keep thinking about all the right. time? Right, No, it was this one that shot my shoulder. Yeah, and does it matter? Does it matter? Yeah. If it's If they're the same person, does it matter? So, that'll be, I think that'll be interesting. And finding out more about, is it, is, are these Jokers separate people? Do they share some sort of commonality? Like, do they have hive brain? <laughs> do they have shared memory? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is it more than just, like, Joker got bored one day and didn't want to be Joker anymore, so he made a new Joker? Mm-hmm. Or is it literally, like, he pulled Jokers from a different multiverse? Well, that's one thing I was going to mention. Remember when in the Watchmen series, the new, or it was Doomsday Clock, I should say, uh with uh marionette and and mime yeah was it, th- there's the speculation that when because of the age that they were pulled from the watchman universe to there and their baby that we didn't know about there's a lot of thought of well is that where the joker came from do you did you ever hear that theory yeah i think thought? i think we talked about yeah. it. yeah yeah and i thought that could have been just amazing it would explain so much of not knowing who the Joker is. Right. He's not from this multiverse, so he wouldn't have any, like, imprint from how Batman could ever find who he was. But I like this even more, I think, than just a coming from a different universe and mm-hmm. everything. Plus, we also know what happened to their kid anyways at the end of Doomsday Clock, so that was all red herring. But also, that book being delayed so much and this book being delayed so much, who knows what they might have right. switched last minute anyways. Right. And it's Black Label, so, you know, it could be that maybe it has nothing to do with Doomsday Clock at all. Uh, yeah. When they say, yeah, Black Label, they kind of look at it as not being right. canon. I don't know, like, I don't know how you could have such hype for this book and not, like, relate this to the normal well, comic book. Yeah, and they are, they're using canon for the story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they'll keep this whole Three Jokers thing canon or if they're like, everybody loves this theory, so we're going to play around with it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, we got we got fucking Batman, Joker, dude over in the normal, in the dark metal shit going on. And it's just Joker, the Joker's having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, 
He's the hot thing this year. He's this year's Harley Quinn. Which makes sense. It is 2020. It would be the year of the Joker, right? Yes. He could only hope that he orchestrated this whole year. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back to the book. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It made me think a lot, which um, sometimes I don't enjoy in my comic books, but this one I, I did. Yeah, well, that's all I gotta say about the book. Awesome. I think it's pretty good. And I like that we like. I feel like it sounded like we gave a lot of stuff away, but we actually readers, listeners, we didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. So for once, we gave you a pretty great review. I think, without spoiling the whole book for you, <laughs> go check it out. Um, one thing I want to mention about uh, Batman or the Batman is there's people that have pretty much deconstructed from the trailer that debuted last week. Like there was a riddle in there from the Riddler that they've already deciphered. There's other things where they're noticing things in the background. Mm. Obviously there are some references to owls, which I right away got, Mm -hmm. but they, there was like a still frame that I saw someone posted online like, does this person look like he's wearing an owl mask in the background? I'm like, damn, it does. And that got me so much more hyped. Yeah. Like, I was already hyped because I was, like, hearing Court of Owls. But, like, if they put that on the big screen, that by far is one of the best changing of any, retconning anything yeah. that I feel. This is young Batman, though, right? We're talking, like, how long has Batman been in in Batman mode in this movie? Do you know? It seemed like it was more of a newer... Court of Owls, like, he was very solidly in Batman. In the comic books. But I'm saying, though, you don't need to necessarily adapt right away when they reveal themselves. And these could be background characters where he hears a hint of it by the end. This character playing the long game. Yeah, but doesn't know. So us as the audience can see, oh, there's a secret organization. Right. He thinks it's the Riddler or something. Maybe he gets that reveal at the end, but it... I just want... Personally, I just wonder, so when Batman found out about the Court of Owls, it was kind of like a how did you not know that this shit was going on sort of moment. Like, you're the world's greatest detective, and this secret society has been operating in Gotham since before you were born, and you had no idea about it. Like, the kind of mental toll that that took on him, not knowing that this was happening. And then a new Batman finding out about it seems like it would have less of a mental trauma on him. Um... But I, I love the fucking Court of Owls. I think it was one of the best additions they ever did to the Batman lore. Mm-hmm. So if they are adding it into it, and especially if they're playing the long game with it, where they're not even going to really introduce them into this movie, just kind of hint that they're there, that is smart. And I like that idea. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's DC, though, so I have a... <laughs> Who knows which way it's going to go. Yeah. Although I am getting more hype now for this Snyder Cut, I'm not going to lie. Really didn't give two shits, but talking with some friends, and they're just like, yeah, man, I I can't wait. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of, I'm over just mild curious. Now I'm just like, because I know how awful that movie was. I think anything could be better, but like, if it's so drastically more. It's coming out in like a year. Is it a year from now? I, th- I thought I th- it was coming out so- like fall. I, I saw like commercials for it for 2021. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I totally think that that's coming out 
this fall. I know they're doing it episodically, right? Yeah, so they're doing it for... Which also I don't understand... When you do an episode, you need to have a cliffhanger or like something where it, it feels like a small encapsulating story and mm-hmm. I I don't see how you do that with a movie. Like obviously, like obviously they're recutting everything so there's a lot of footage to do that but it just seems like it's going to be weird. Yeah. But also, they're probably doing that to prolong like subscriptions. Right. Or until they're all out, all four episodes, and then everyone just jumps on board for that one month. To... Yeah. I I mean, folks, get HBO Max. Lovecraft Country is a great fucking show. Oh, my show. God. I just watched that this past... I watched the two episodes. It's that so good. so fucking good. It's really good. Like, better than what I even thought yeah. it could be. It's very well written. Even some of the things where I'm like, that just seems dumb. Like, how do they not know? Oh, spe- oh. Makes perfect yeah, sense. It's it's very well done. Except for it doesn't make perfect sense because then I'm confused after what happened at the end of the last one. But you know they're gonna explain it right. well. Right. No, it does it's it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Um so you know, you don't need to wait for the Snyder Cut to get on HBO Max. They have some good stuff on there right now. <laughs> uh but all the stuff I'm saying is twenty twenty one and there's been a rumor that it's next September, but HBO Max has come out and said they don't have a specific date for really? it yet, but it is going to be 2021. So, who knows if it'll be early 2020 or late 2021. I don't understand why they would push it out a whole year. It's done. It's not like they're producing it. It's The Snyder Cut is done, right? It's something that has been done for a while, I thought. So I don't know why they would push it out a whole year. I feel like you would lose fervor. Like yeah. Everyone's on it right now because well, we want to see it. We're hungry for entertainment. Well, like, but it's been <laughs> going on for, when did Just League come out? Like it's 2017. Four, okay, only three years? Oh, damn, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. They've been talking about this since then. Yeah, mm-hmm. Again, I'm now in the hype. Before, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck it. Yeah, if they prolong it another year, I'm going to get back to who gives a shit. Right. No one cares. <laughs> uh, so, you texted me something the other day. I had to share it with you. Yes. <laughs> so, speaking of hype for a movie, we've kind of been building our own personal hype for this movie because I think we just want it to be good because we've it, it's been in limbo for so long. But the New Mutants is starting. I don't. I don't think it's been released, but people are getting like review copies of it. And by and far, the reviews are not good. <laughs> They're not good at all. In fact, the one I sent Tony was, New Mutants is the worst X-Men movie ever. Yes, even below <laughs> Dark Phoenix, which is hard. It is hard. That was a terrible and, and, movie. And as I replied, like, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but not that bad. Yeah, that's what we get for hoping on an X-Men movie made by Fox, I guess. I think I know what our pick is for our Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, pretty much we could have gone through all the X-Men movies. There was a few all right ones in there. Yeah. The first one was all right. It had that unfortunate Halle Berry as Storm in it. But (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I still enjoyed that. And then, uh, what, New Class, that one when they were... I didn't like that one. I thought they did good for what they did. A lot of people did like it. I did did not enjoy it. More than anything, I did not enjoy their Emma Frost, I think was the big one. Okay. Um, 
I did not mind Days of Future Past. Specifically, I really liked it because it reset the movie timeline. And I was like, oh, yeah, now they're going to do good shit. And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but when they ended it and they and Wolverine came back from the past and all the X-Men that had died, you know, in the original from the original movies were alive and stuff like that. I was like, oh, yes, they erased X3. Yay. Because for a long time, that was the worst X-Men movie. <laughs> Um, I didn't know there was going to be worse ones coming. I don't know why they keep fucking up Dark Phoenix. Why do they need to keep telling that story? I don't don't know. I think it was done very well in the animated series. Yeah. And the book itself was really good. And obviously people just can't do it in film. (laughs) (laughs) So move on and try something else. It is one of the best stories in the X-Men lore. But again, it's like retelling Batman's origin. Like, man, do Legion. How fucking great of a story would that be? Right? You could totally fucking do Legion. Yep. Not everyone knows that character. I mean, they did a great television show, I guess, but even that got real weird at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little bit hard on yeah. the movie screen yeah. to explain. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, our, our hopes have been bashed, and now we're back down at negative five for how we think this movie's going to be. <sighs> uh, so... Another movie that I'm just looking forward to, Tenant, uh, seems to be raking in the money overseas where mm-hmm. it's been opening or in the few places. The places that did really good cutting down their coronavirus and now can go do things in public because yes. people follow very basic hygienic guidelines. Yeah, it's great that other countries get to experience it. Well, we have to wait probably until next year to see it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Canada won't even let us in to go see it. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it looks like internationally it's making 40 plus million. Now, granted, here's the thing, too. It's going up against nothing. Right. So this is the only thing. So for those places that could have it, there's so many. Again, this is where I I feel putting money towards numbers of movies is so antiquated for saying the success of a movie. Right. I think it's just good or not or just reviews. But again, because there's tons of different things, whether it's inflation, uh, what screens they're on, IMAX versus 3D, and mm-hmm. all that bullshit. But it looks like it's gonna. It's it has a lot of people flocking to it, and I haven't seen official reviews yet. Uh, but it sounds like it's pretty good, uh, except for one theater in Singapore that had its uh, roof collapse, and. While it was filming or while it was While they're watching. And a couple people uh, sustained uh, injuries. Well, that's not the movie's fault. No, no, no. But I'm just saying (laughs) it's it's around the movie's fault. I saw a really interesting thing because I didn't connect these two things, but it's a Christopher Nolan movie with Robert Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson is the new Batman. And Christopher Nolan did the old Batman movies. But apparently there was no shared intel between the two. Yeah, I heard that too, that he ch- tried to uh, hide it from Nolan, that he was cast as yeah. Batman because he didn't want to, like, have... And I don't... That's where I, I... Hearing about that, I didn't hear any repercussions or anything afterwards of, like, I don't think Nolan would really care. He knows that they're making other Batman movies. Right. It's not that big it's, of a deal if there's different Batman. Yeah, there's been... Ben Affleck has been Bat- yeah. Batman three or... Two or three times now since the Christopher Nolan movies. I mean, he made the choice not to make any more. 
That's as bad. I was really concerned about Robert Pattinson being Batman because, you know, my main idea of Robert Pattinson is from the Twilight movies. I watched The Lighthouse uh, last week. I don't know if you've... Do you know... Have you I've heard, heard of that. It's, it's Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. It's a black and white movie. They're lighthouse keepers. It's a fucked up movie. Like, I don't know that I would suggest it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's really fucked up. Uh, but Robert, <coughs> both of them do a very good job in that movie. And I would never in a million years watch The Lighthouse and connect that that character or that actor, like Robert Pattinson, in that movie was the same guy from Twilight in a million years. Million trillion years. If I watched Lighthouse and they were like, that's the guy from Twilight, I would have been like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking crazy. So... You know, that gives me hope that he'll be able to pull out a Batman that isn't an angsty vampire-ish sort of person. <laughs> um, one last thing that I have. Uh, so we know Mulan is coming to Disney uh, with the paywall yep. type of thing. It looks like uh, it's going to be open to everyone. Um, oh, dang it, where's the date now? Uh, December 4th. So it's it's coming out uh, September September fourth on the streaming oh. with the premium premium access. So you'd pay the thirty bucks and then you have it, but it's going to be for free for everyone December fourth. So, I mean, if you have Disney Plus and you really if you want to wait a couple months, it I will gotcha. then be for free. Well, that's silly for them to announce. I can wait an extra two months for I know. a movie. That's what they did with that's uh, terrible marketing. Eh, I mean, really? I mean, yes, it is terrible. They shouldn't have announced it till at least after people started yes, purchasing thank it. Thank you. Exactly. Like again, I want to see Mulan. I like it's not my most favorite Disney movie. Like I know it's a lot of people's favorite Disney movie. I liked it. It's just not my favorite. Um, uh, we all want new content, basically. And I would have paid probably to see the movie in September. But now that I know it's free in December, I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Disney. You fucked that one up a little bit. People will pay for it. Some people can't wait. I guess. Yeah. People with children, maybe. Right? You want to... You wanna... Yeah, like, distract your kids for two hours. Yeah, Thirty dollars is nothing, right? I know parents who will pay hundreds of dollars to keep their kids distracted for a couple yeah. hours. So thirty bucks is nothing. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, sir. Alrighty, uh, booze in the book this week. Uh, it's going to be pretty simple. Uh, it is red, red Sonia or Mars attacks and uh, red Sonia. Mars Attacks and Red Sonia, they're doing that mashup? Yes. That's weird. So these are not the, like, they're the Martian aliens, but these are the past Martian aliens, so set in past time. Okay. Where Red Sonia is more medieval. Right. Even though it's not really. It's like heavy metal medieval. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what this book's about. It's fucked. And... (laughs) I'm pairing it with simply some tequila and lemonade. Tequila and lemonade? Yeah. That's okay. what I drank uh, this past weekend. It was 
pretty strong. It kicks some ass, but it was also weird. Yeah. Well, not weird. It's, it it gave me a fucking hangover. Yeah. I'm not saying this book's bad. I'm just saying that it's weird. It's, it's just who would have thought it's strong. Yeah. Who would have thought Mars Attacks and Red Sonia? And who would think that Tony at almost 40 would still be rocking with tequila on a weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're barely, like, middle of your 30s, and I'm like, you're almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for aging me. Uh, so with that, um, yeah, stay thirsty for fall i guess yes lower temperatures thanks or you. i can say like what i said i was gonna always say stay thirsty for more pumpkin uh, latte pumpkin spice latte nobody stays thirsty for that no nope. that's not true lots of basic bitches do <laughs> stay thirsty for basic bitches yes <laughs>